0: Koinonia, Christian Fellowship, Communion with God, and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. I am Tom Brown, and your host today, Lance Rawhoff. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Lance Rawhoff. I am excited about our show today. We have uh, the next hour planned out to be interesting, holy, and... Uh, we're going to talk about some great stories, God's hand moving. I have a couple of guys in front of me today in the studio. Wish y'all could see these guys; they're they're like total studs. I mean, they. <laughs> you guys probably work out quite a bit. I'm thinking. Uh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: if, if you count eating tacos, working out,
0: I do <laughs> actually. That's my kind of workout. Um, so I have um, I have Hector with me, and um, also have Sergio with me. And we before the show started, I was. Pronouncing their names, but I was pronouncing it incorrectly. So, Sergio, how do you pronounce your last name? Sierre. Uh, Sierre.
2: Sier. That was pretty good.
0: Oh, that was like the best time. That okay. Was. Yeah. And Hector? Salcedo. Salcedo. Yep. You got, you got <laughs> Hector got Salcedo. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was the best time, uh, best one I've done. So, these guys. Uh, that I have with me today, they, they're they part of Young Life. Uh, I'm part of Young Life. I'm on the regional staff with Young Life. That's in Arizona. And a, a part of the role that, or, or I should say, during the time I've been here, I've had the opportunity to meet some amazing men and women in Young Life. Uh, these two guys in front of me, uh, not only do they love Jesus, um, they, they showed me, um, it's actually a, a couple of weekends ago, we had wildlife camp. And uh, at uh, Lost Canyon Ranch, and I saw these two guys there, and I, I witnessed throughout the weekend, wildlife camp is with junior high kids. So they took junior high kids from the Metro Phoenix area, and we call it, like, Metro Phoenix was, what? what what's technically the boundaries for that? Guy, where you guys do Young Life?
2: Uh, well, I would say what, we have Countback High School to the east, uh, Alhambra High School to the west. And then to the south is so Chavez, Chavez South Mountain area. And then furthest north would be Central High School.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys took junior high kids at camp, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So what junior highs were represented there?
2: From, you know? from our area, yeah. we, we have uh, Herrera Elementary, which is a school that Hector and I lead in. And then we have two other wildlife groups Granada and Whittier. Uh, okay. Granada is on the west side, close to Alhambra. And then Whittier
1: is on the east side, close to. North High School.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. cool.
1: And then our school Herrera is just right south of downtown on eleventh Street in Buckeye.
0: Okay. How many kids did y'all have come up with y'all's group?
1: So with Herrera we had fifty two kids. We had fifty two middle schoolers from Herrera and oh, then wow. we had we had nine from uh, Granada and then we had ten from Whittier. Yep. So we had a total of like seventy two. Kids around there—that's
0: a lot of junior hires. Yeah. I, <laughs> it is. yeah, you know, my wife reminded me when I was up at camp the weekend. You guys were up there, is uh, she said. Just remember, their frontal lobes of their brain don't work. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because there's there water there, right at Lost Canyon, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and it, tons of snow, and there was some little bit of ice that was on oh, the bay. lake, oh. and and, and uh, I woke up at like six o'clock one morning there. By seven a.m., there were kids out there. It's cold. Out there, there's like junior high kids out there, and they're trying to figure out whatever is on the banks they want to throw Mm -hmm. into the water Mm -hmm. just to Mm -hmm. see. And they kept getting closer and closer, and we kept saying or hearing say, like, just don't let your kids fall in the lake. Yep. (laughs) Did that happen with you guys?
2: No, no. And, and, it was interesting because Friday when we were going, uh, we got there Friday night and we got there to the gym and we see some kids from other schools walking on, on the lake. Walking on the lake. Walking on the, lake. Walking on on the, the lake,
0: on the ice. Or on the water.
2: On the on the water. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, see, I, I turned to my kids right around and said, don't even think about it. <laughs> you, just, you have to set it from the get-go. Otherwise, we have some kids who probably would
0: Yeah. Well, I was many times as I remember I head leaders up there at camp said, you have to remind your kids 10 times a day at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't go in the water yeah. but yet we did we had yes. kids i remember sitting in a leader meeting and a and a, like a junior high kid came in and kind of peeked his head in he goes hey a kid just fell in the lake oh. again i was like oh <laughs> I, really. head leaders are hey talking. we're gonna we're gonna be back with hector and with sergio in just a minute we have a great show planned for us stay tuned um i love having these guys on these are gonna be some great stories Welcome back. This is Lance Rahov, your host today, and I'm with Hector and Sergio, and uh, this is great. These are two guys who do Young Life in the Metro Phoenix area, the kind of downtown through Central Phoenix, kind of, I don't know, all around that area. Uh, These guys give their lives away uh, every week. Uh, They serve high school and junior high kids, and and I got to see them at camp a couple weeks ago, and um, Sergio. Uh, What's so interesting, uh, you know, everyone has their their own story, right? Their own story with the Lord, uh, how the Lord touches you through whether it's your family, your peers, um, could be in church. There's so many different ways in our background, uh, like what we grow up in. It all plays a part, but yet God's faithfulness is true no matter what our background is. But tell us a little bit, like, where are you from? Like, how'd you get here? How old are you, by the way?
2: I'm 26.
0: You're 26. Okay. Mm
2: -hmm. One of the older guys, and but our you team. look young
0: Thank you, and for fit. Sure. I don't
2: yeah. hear that a lot from from my kids. They <laughs> usually say I'm about forty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me, like, where are you from? What was life like for Sergio?
2: Uh, well, born and raised here in Phoenix, Arizona. Been here my whole life. Uh, my parents are from Mexico, from Chihuahua, uh, and they they actually just met here and and had me. I'm the oldest of two two kids, and. I actually went to Herrera Elementary School, which is a school that we lead at, so I know that community really well. Um, Herrera is on 11th Street in Buckeye. There is the church that I attend called Sacred Heart on Twelfth Street in Buckeye, and my grandma lived right in the middle of the block, so during the week I'd wow. be at her house with all of my cousins and we'd walk to school and church on sunday wow oh,
0: okay yeah you were you didn't have far to go. I didn't. For any of that. No, I didn't. So Okay. So when would, when did Jesus become real to you? Because I think sometimes we say, when did you make a commitment to the Lord? Right. But really, at what point did you go, whoa, Jesus is real?
2: Uh, I would say it probably is during my high school years. Um, I had to do a little bit of retrospect and realize it always been there. He'd, he'd always been there in my life. It, it's interesting because now I talk to my students and I say, the biggest blessing I could have had is that my parents made a decision from the time I was born. That I was going to be raised, uh, knowing Christ and having a relationship with Him. So every every Sunday we go to church, and I I grew up Catholic. I'm still Catholic, and I, I think of it was a blessing that I, I was able to be raised in such a beautiful community there at, at Sacred Heart. But in high school, I got the opportunity to go to Brophy, um, and there getting more knowledge on Scripture and uh, history. And Brophy does such a good job of just well. The motto is being men for others, and you really own it. Um, to this day, being a man for others is something I try to live by all the time. And when I was there, it helped me so much. And growing in a relationship with Christ, growing in a relationship with my parents, I was able to understand my father so much more because of my understanding of God. Um, and now our relationship has flourished so much. Oh, that's so good. Um, and from that, uh, you just, you develop empathy, you develop this understanding. And I think when you get to understanding, um, and acceptance of other people, then you're able to truly love them, care for them, and through your example, um, hopefully change the world. Yeah. So I think that's in high school is really where where it developed a little deeper understanding. There was always, uh, you know, prayers and everything when I was growing up. when you really take it to heart and live it out, uh, it's such a difference in your life.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about Hector? What about you? Where'd you grow up?
2: So I'm not from
1: Phoenix, Arizona. I grew up <laughs> nice. in Inglewood, uh, Hawthorne area in Los Angeles. I kind of had a really rough uh, upcoming with, raised by a single mom, had a stepfather in and out of our lives, in and out of prison. He was involved with gangs. So one, one time with uh, he went to jail my mom was like, all right, we need to make a life change. Cause I started getting involved into bad things out there in middle school right away. So you're started. in
0: like junior high at that, that time. Yeah.
1: Um, and so finally my mom was like, you know what, uh, you're going down the wrong path. So we're going to go to Phoenix, Arizona. Your aunt lives out there. She says it's too hot to be hanging around <laughs> and doing bad things. And we're like, all right, and I was upset. My mom was out here yeah. entering my freshman year of high school, came out here and she was right. I, I, all I did was stay home for a while, uh, just because you know there was just it was too hot to be out in Phoenix. I I was so used to this beautiful weather in uh, in California. I was <laughs> uh, so coming out here. Uh, you know I'm I'm the oldest of six brothers, uh, six brothers and sisters. And then with my father later on, I found out I had three other siblings. Whoa. So technically, I'm the oldest of nine kids altogether. So you found out you had three other siblings when you were how old? When I was in high school, so my freshman year of high school. Wow.
0: What what was that like to find that info? Was it was that like, well, I can't wait to meet them, or like,
1: that's bizarre. It, it, it was a little, a little bit of both. It was um, I was I was a little shocked uh, just because like my father never really made an interest or an effect to try to you know reach out to me, which is uh, whatever. It, it was kind of I got used to it since I was little. When I found out, I was like, wow, those are my brothers. And like, even if they don't want, if my dad doesn't want to be a part of my life, I want to be a part of their life. Cause that's, that's my own flesh and blood as well. And to me, family's just been family's kind of really all I've had my entire life. Mm. Uh, but yeah. And, um, but I mean, it was, it, it was great. I, uh, my dad's parents, they forced it a lot on him. Like, Hey, you got to make an effort to, you know, reach out to Hector, even if it's not for you, it's for, you know, his brothers and sisters. And so one time, uh, my, my grandparents went to Mexico, and they're like, hey, Hector, come with us. They picked me up. Uh, and then my dad had sent uh, my brothers to Mexico as well to go visit. And so I went, and that's when I first met them and got to interact with them. And it was it was just it was crazy because the little sister, one of my little sisters, she's the middle one on that side of the family, and she looked just like me. She, no. she looked exactly like me. She just had curly hair, and so you
0: wondered what you look like if you were a girl. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> really, that's that's really what it was. She was, and yeah, it was it was, it was great. It was amazing. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, and then so growing up in Phoenix, my stepfather kind of came back into the picture once he got out of jail, um, and just it was a it was a house full of just anger and hate and violence. Uh, me and him, we always bumped heads. We always got into fights, uh, and just kind of. Uh, I saw my little brothers. I'd, I'd always try to protect my brothers from it, so I'd kind of push them back into, like, a room or a closet. As soon as I knew that my stepdad was coming home and he was going to, you know, try to do start something with me, I'd be like, all right, guys, let's go into the room, go do your homework in there. Just so they would hear it, obviously, but as long as they didn't get to see it, or even then when one of them did something wrong and he wanted to take out the anger on them, I'm like, I'm older than you. I can take the beating a lot better than you. Let's go over here. And it was really hard just because my mom, uh, she, she worked, uh, she, she had to work clean houses and, and just, so she was gone all times of the day. Mm-hmm. So she was just trying to make ends meet. Cause my stepfather, he was just kind of still just, he was just kind of there stealing, doing whatever he wanted. And I don't, I honestly don't know why my mom stuck around. I don't know. I think it's cause she had four or five of his kids. So, um, she stuck around, but yeah. And then, so and I was just a kid full of anger and hate. I hated everybody. I didn't believe in God. I thought God was a joke. I didn't, I'm like, if I'm a kid growing up, going through all this stuff. Uh, I lost my best friend in the, in the drive-by shooting. I lost, um, I get beat all the time at home. Like, there was no, nowhere that I felt safe. Uh, and then in high school, I, I met this white lady, Ashley Tucker, came to me at a, <laughs> at, a, at a at a softball game where I was watching, you know, I'm a high school guy watching all the girls play softball, and this white lady comes up, and she's like, hey, um, I'm Ashley, and I'm like, who are you? You know, I'm, I'm used to the only white, white people that talked to me were my teachers, the police or probation officer. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and so th- this lady actually took she She's like, hey, uh, would you like to go to a Bible study at my house? And I'm just looking at her like strange and confused. I'm like, why? Why are you inviting me to your house? Like, do you not see me? You know, I was so, so confused. Anyways, she got my number uh, and she continued uh, messaging me every week. Hey, come to my, uh, come to my house. and have Bible study. Hey, come to the club. We have Young Life. And I, I didn't know what it was. And then finally one day um, uh, she, she texted me and I had one of my buddies with me who actually was, was going to Young Life. And I told him, hey, like this lady keeps messaging me to go to Young Life. He's like, hey, you should go. I go every Monday. I was like, you go? He's like, yeah, it's great. He's like, they, they got free pizza.
2: Um, there's <laughs> yeah. beautiful girls there. And now <laughs> I was
1: all like. You got me, you Eats and me. girls, Yup. they're sold, yeah. <laughs> I went, and um, and I was in in this community where it was strange, uh you see all these adult leaders were hanging out with these high school kids, black, uh Mexican, and white, and they're just loving on everyone, and I was so confused because i I didn't know that type of love I was, right. I was like these people like if I was your guys, I'd be doing my own thing like why why are you hanging out with high school kids yeah. I, I I just couldn't understand that idea, I couldn't like just realized why they were doing it. And um, so I stuck around just because of that. They were showing me all this love and giving me this intention that I I never got at home. But, but I was kind of always distant at the same time. I was like, I don't know if I can really trust you guys, but I, I like the way you guys are treating me. And wow. I've been sticking around since.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's such a cool story. And were you thinking that, Ashley, when, for this white and young woman at the time, right? I mean, this white young—well, still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, but I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, you sure. know, this a few years ago. But, but yeah, uh, and Ashley's great, clearly. But for her to walk up to you and do it, were you thinking, like, there's, there's some catch to all this?
1: Oh, yeah, right away, right off the bat. I'm like, there's no way that— someone like you is going to invite someone like me to your house. Yeah. Um, I was like, there's there's something going on here, but I didn't know what it was. And then she's like, Bible with i like, oh, okay, you're one of those people that, you know, go knocking <laughs> around doors and like, hey, let's talk about Jesus. And I'm like, you know what, it's cool. Like, that's yeah. not, not for me. Um, if there was a God, He wouldn't be putting me through the stuff yeah. I'm going through right now. And that was my mentality at the time. That was my mentality growing up. And yeah. I'm like, "There's not a God." That's such
0: a... a cool picture when you were telling that story of just you know Jesus walking through the crowds and Zacchaeus grows up in the tree, right? And mm-hmm. and he's looking down and and you know of all people, you know in in his heart he's thinking like, "Well, Jesus would never want to spend time with me," mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. But what does he do? He says, "Zacchaeus, come down. I want to come to your house, right?" <laughs> and and I just had that picture of Ashley coming in, and in your heart you're thinking you know not that you, well she was being Jesus right oh, yeah. i mean yeah. totally but she was saying hey i want you to come uh and be part of this and you're, you know you, it's total skepticism except for once as soon as you spend 5 minutes with ashley <laughs> then you're like oh man
2: she's a real deal she's
0: a real deal so what about you sergio as far as getting into young life i mean you went to brophy and then you know like and you're back in your neighborhood I and am, your school yeah. so like how did that happen
2: uh well, I had to go through a rough point uh, actually. So uh, out of Brophy, I ended up going to ASU. Um, had a lot of things going for me. I had a full scholarship there uh, uh, at Barrett The Honors College. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. yeah, it was great coming out of there, and it, it all looked great. Cool. Um, but I, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, there are parts of me who just wasn't prepared, and, and I ended up messing up that, you know, that plan, that perfect set thing. So I messed it up. Didn't end up graduating from, from ASU. Uh, dropped out. Now, you know, I'm at home. My dad says, hey, you're, you're not going to school. You need to work. So I ended up finding an after-school job at Wesley Community Center, which is next to Herrera. And then I worked there for a summer and a semester. And then they cut that program. But there was an opening at Herrera. And my mom said, hey, you know almost everybody there. All of my teachers from kindergarten through eighth grade were still working there. So this was the perfect opportunity to apply. And I was blessed enough to be accepted.
0: Oh wow! Okay, that that's crazy. That's uh, that's a wild story. And Barrett's <laughs> such a cool part of ASU. Oh, it, you know? it is. I so, love
2: being there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no.
0: It's I, right. I know. I know you do. But that's that's a crazy story. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about that too when we get back. Um, stay with us. I'm with Sergio and Hector, uh, and we will be back with them in just a minute. Hey, welcome back. This is Lance Rahov, your host today for Koinonia, which means community in Greek, and that's what we're talking about today. Is we have two guys with me, Sergio and Hector. They're part of Young Life. Uh, they uh, are very involved in community because, and I think and both of you would say that community is just vital to your health and your walk.
2: Yeah, it is, without a doubt.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's okay. Well, Sergio, before we ended the last segment, you were talking about you had gotten into Barrett Honor College at ASU. Right. You'd been going through a hard time in your life. You ended up dropping out. I did. And moving home. (laughs) Yes. Right? So now you're home with your father. Mm -hmm. My
2: my mom, my dad, and my sister.
0: Okay. And you're not going to school.
2: Not going to school anymore.
0: And so what's going on?
2: Uh, It was a tough time. Um, One, because I'd always been a great student, at least uh, with my ability. Maybe not once I got into high school, not so much, and, and being disciplined, but I was always intelligent. Um, I love to learn. And when I was at Barrett, I loved going to the classes and learning. It was just after classes and getting work done and going back and and, and being responsible in that sense. That was hard for me. Um, so it's kind of a low point because it's like, man, I'm supposed to be the first one in my family to graduate. I'm supposed to do this. I'm letting my myself down, my parents down, my family God, like, well, you gave me these talents. What am I supposed to do with them? Um, so it was, it was a, a really a lot of self reflection and a little bit of depression too at, at times. And I talked to my parents about that, and they just kind of always encouraged me. Um, I'm so blessed to have my parents because they always encouraged me and, and said, "Hey, you know, you, you have to find a new new direction now. Um, don't ever forget that God is going to be the one guiding you. And maybe it wasn't the original path you were taking, and now you got to go somewhere else." So I found myself now at Herrera working there. And uh, I, I'd always liked working with kids and teaching because I'd always have to help my cousins out. And it was kind of the idea of like, well, you know what? You need to be put to work here and you need to make the most of what you can here. And um, and and, and what really inspired me was the fact that I went to Herrera and I had teachers who pulled me aside and said, you need to apply to go to Brophy. I'd never heard of Brophy when I was at Herrera because uh-huh. in, in that community, which is uh, a low-income community, uh, the school was like 98% Latino. Um, you, you used to know. You either went to North, Central, or South, or Alhambra, possibly, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So I never even heard of Brophy. And, man, the difference that I made in my life, uh, we had talked about it earlier, just how much closer I got to know the Lord. Um, I wanted to give an opportunity like that yeah. to somebody else, to another kid. And I realized, once I got there and seeing the 7th and 8th graders specifically, um, the, what is it, the, the limited uh, vision that they have for their lives sometimes, because of what they see at home. Um, the just they don't have mentors who tell them, "Hey, this is these are the steps to get to college." Because some of them, I mean, they they know that college is school. But even I, when I first went to Brophy, had no clue all the different steps, the SATs, the ACTs, everything th- that it takes to get to college. Um, and when you see kids who grow up with tutors that come to their house twice a week uh, with um uh coaches who work with them on football and sports like that and, and you see just the difference in opportunities um and you say man these kids have so much potential yeah uh, they know how to they know how to love uh, you know you hear Hector's story and mm-hmm. our kids can relate so much to them because they know what it is to struggle in life and have to uh overcome it and take your and, and take your family with you and there there's so much strength in that and uh and for lack of opportunities and knowing of knowledge of things out there um, our kids don't get yeah. to experience that all the time yeah
0: yeah no that's that's so good it's what's so encouraging i think also is that both of you come from these backgrounds where uh, like for instance uh hector you said you were angry right i mean and how many kids growing up and adults too mm-hmm. but how many kids are just angry angry at god without saying you know you want god but you really don't but i mean you you really do want God, but you act like you don't because you're like, well, God, you haven't done anything for me, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, like, yeah. look at my life. <laughs> no, yeah, and, and that happens a lot with our kids because our kids, a lot of our kids have to grow up fast, and that's something that I had to do. In the, and that's another, yeah. like, I'm able to relate to with these kids. That's why I love these kids so much is because I understand the pain they're going through and how they have to grow up so fast, and they don't have time to actually express their feelings as kids. So as they're pushing, like, they have to grow up fast. All they can think about is defending themselves. And so a lot of the times uh, these kids don't know how to express themselves other than being angry and Mm -hmm. fighting with each other and just kind of protecting their own and what they know. And that's Mm -hmm. all all it is. And that's how I was. And all I wanted to do was protect my family and serve my family. That was all I that was all I knew. And that's how these kids are. But unfortunately, we didn't know the positive ways to do it. All we know is like, okay, um, someone attacks our family. We're we're going to fight. And that's it. And that's all you knew was
2: anger, hate and um, and just fighting. So I, th- I think for me one of the blessings is once I started working at um, that first year, um, I got really close to one of my old junior high teachers like I said my every single teacher from kindergarten to eighth grade was still Rena so now we were co-workers yeah and it was hilarious uh, and, and it was interesting and weird but but fun um, so one of the uh, junior high teachers is Bettina Gross she is the uh, English teacher there for seventh and eighth graders she was my seventh grade and eighth grade English teacher. Um, and we got really close because once I got there, I realized she was a volunteer leader for wildlife. She had been doing it for a couple years because Ashley Tucker, who Hector mentioned earlier, was the math teacher at RERA for okay. a few years after I had, had left for high school. Um, so I didn't get to be a part of that. I never participated in wildlife. I didn't know what young life was. But Tina was still working there, and she was a volunteer. And she talked to Ashley. Ashley knew me a little bit because she got to teach my younger sister, uh, Melissa. And they knew that I was involved at church there. Um, they, they had an idea of who I was and, and, you know, they were seeing me already, uh, working with the kids there as a, an assistant, a teacher's assistant. And so it's May, they're getting ready to go to camp. I think they were short, uh, on male leaders cause they had so many kids and they just kind of actually Ashley just came up to me and said, Hey, uh, Sergio, uh, you know, I'm Ashley Tucker. And, uh, why don't you come? We have our last club uh, at the park this, this Friday. Why don't you come join us and see what you think? I said, sure, why not? So I go to the club. I liked it. That was great. I love just the way that Young Life lets kids be kids um, and be who they are. And then, you know, they, they, they give them a message of Jesus and say, hey, yeah. this guy, Jesus, loves you the way you are. Let me tell you a little bit about him. And so I, I loved it. And afterwards, it's like, hey, the real reason that I invited you here to watch this is because uh, we need male leaders, and I want you to go to camp with us wow. this summer.
0: That's so good. So sure. And it's the ask, right? Yeah. I mean, how often do we just not ask, and the Lord wants to draw people in? Yeah. I mean, both of your testimonies of someone just saying, hey, would you like to do this? Will you come along? And now, in turn, you guys do the same thing, right? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> like, it's ask. Because the reality is, I mean, you can text, and that does mean something, too. I mean, it's still an ask. Or you can email... Um, but there is no substitute for being face to face or even picking up the phone right and and saying, listen, I really want you to go yeah and, and because it's just powerful like you want me to go and looking at you two guys also I mean you guys are studs and kids got eyes right <laughs> I mean you are anyway in anyone's but Thank what you. I'm saying is a kid gets asked to do, you know like you want to go to camp you want to come to club you want to whatever well, yeah, I mean right I mean even if they don't get it. So if I if I if a kid asks you or let me ask you, if a parent or a teacher were to ask you, Hector, like, what is this young life? I mean, what's your answer? I always ask young life people this because I've like, how do you explain it in the, you know, the 30 second? This is what young life
1: is. The way that I've explained it, it's it's um, I, I go right off the bat. I'm like, you know what? It's a place where we try to make the kids feel safe and where they can be kids and we have fun. But at the end, we often want to let them know that God loves them. And some parents are sometimes—some parents, you know, in that community are believers, and they're all for it. And then you have other parents that are, like, a little sketchy about it, but but it, but then they hear, like, you know, they're, they're going to have fun. They're going to be with a group of friends, um, and they, they understand that it gives—this is an opportunity to keep their kids off the neighborhood, like, off the neighborhood streets. Because a lot of the times, the kids are just hanging around, and all, all that's around that area are gangs, drugs, and, and just— Bad, just bad situations for everybody. And and so once they, uh, so they're like, okay, even if they'll, even if they don't want the whole God part, they know that the kids are going to be safe here. And a lot of times we, we, we feed them, you know, we, we play games and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a place where kids can just be kids. They get to eat dinner. And some of them sometimes, like I've heard stories with some of them, like, Hey, like this, I, the only times I eat is at school. And when I come to wildlife and, wow, and it's like, wow. And, and those are things that I, sometimes I forget. But, you know, it's 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 a beautiful thing that we're able to provide this. And um and like the families they they allow us to do this and they trust us with their kids because we've mm-hmm. been in that community for for quite a while now. At least I've been there working at that school doing wildlife for six years now.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people listing uh, in, in around the Phoenix or Arizona area, you, we forget very easily. It's not that there isn't an awareness that, oh, some kids go hungry. But most people never have a direct interaction with that. It never becomes tangible. It's tangible to you guys on a regular basis. So when I hear you say, like, if we have pizza or food at Young Life and then you have something else, maybe a campaigner's Bible study or whatever, or take kids to camp, for instance. There's three meals a day and good food at Las Canyon, great food. But there's some kids that go that go, well, yeah, like I never eat like this. In fact, you know, one of my main meals comes from Young Life, mm-hmm. right? I mean, no, is yeah. that?
1: Oh, no, it, it's funny that you're saying that right now about the whole three meals a day. Um, I think it was my third time going to ke- taking kids to camp. Uh, I I, <laughs> I had I had this one boy who we're, we're eating breakfast and he, and, I, and I see him start grabbing like extra, um, extra biscuits. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, so I can eat them for later. I'm like, you know, we're going to have lunch later, right? And he's like. Really? And I'm like, Yeah, we're gonna have lunch and he's like, What about dinner? I'm like, yeah, we're gonna eat three times a day. He's like, I only eat twice a day, one at my house and one's at school. And I'm like, Oh no, like we're gonna be fooled this entire time. Yeah.
0: That and that's why so the vast majority of people that are listening to this right now have no concept that I mean, they have concept only in hearing right. about it, but not that they haven't been face to face generally. And you guys are on the front lines. Like you're doing but you're back in the areas where I mean, you, you carry a lot of respect from people, even if they are, like, skeptical. Yeah. yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of authority. But you have authority in Christ, clearly. Oh, yeah. But ha- that's, uh, you know, it's so important because we do social—or we do attach food and community together, right? I mean, yes. there's something that's really key about it. I think it takes on even a added dynamic with y'all's community,
1: mm.
0: with the food and, uh, and providing. I mean, clearly it does.
2: It does, I think— um, I've seen it in, in two ways. One, the idea of, of seconds, of getting more. Uh, the kids, I know they take advantage of it at school. They always want to ask, hey, can I have more, can I have more? And, and usually we can't. We're limited there. But at, at camp, the idea of, like, everybody's getting a little bit, and and I, I let them know because they pass it to me and say, hey, Mr. Uh, so no, 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 you guys get as much as you want. It's like, but there's not going to be anything for you. I'll ask the server for more right now. Mm-hmm. There's there's plenty. And, you know, that smile that they got on their face, like, there's more. Um, that, or the idea of serving. So sometimes we get the desserts. We get the, the pizookie, which is this pizza right. cookie. And everybody's going to to jump in and say, no, 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 wait, wait. Let, let me cut this one because uh, this one we don't get seconds on. But the idea of, of cutting it and serving it and we pass yeah. it around. And it's the idea, of, like you said, family and, yeah. and, a, and a father figure sometimes. Someone doesn't have it.
0: That's so good. We're going to be right back in a minute with Sergio and Hector. Stay with us. Welcome back. This is Lance Rohoff, your host today. I'm with Sergio and Hector, two um, awesome guys who love Jesus. They also love kids in their community um, on a regular basis through Young Life, the ministry that they're involved with. And and Hector, you're on Young Life staff right now, student staff.
1: Yes, I'm on student staff, um, which has been a huge blessing. Uh, my, my entire life, I've kind of always had to be like the, the man of the house and since high school I I've been working full time. I used to used to work I was I was t- talking to you earlier. I, I was working two jobs working at Paradise Baker across the street and at the uh at the, when it used to be Fuego Taco instead of the the ten. <laughs> but uh, you know, the Lord has had a uh, you know, has helped me out and, and provided this opportunity where I've been able to get on student staff and start fundraising and so something that I never thought I'd be able to do, something yeah. that I never thought um, you know, that was an opportunity. But, you know, it's it's been a blessing and and I've been able to take over Herrera, be the head leader for Herrera and uh, again, how I was saying, I've been there for six years and I've seen so much change happen at here. And, you know, it's just been a blessing and I'm glad that I'm able to be a part of it. That's so cool. So you
0: raised your own support, your own financial support. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> and I can't imagine anyone not
0: wanting to support you and the <laughs> ministry that you're doing. I mean, really, just of what we talked about today, it's crazy, crazy but, and cool. And Sergio you used to be on staff. I was. Were you student staff as well? Student staff as well.
2: Okay. Uh, I got the opportunity, just like Hector is finishing up right now, there's a program called Latino uh, Student Staff, um, which is basically it's just an add-on to it. So you have your student staff that you do with our with our region uh, in Arizona, and then Latino Student Staff is just like it's an extra fellowship that you do, which is the idea of implementing your culture uh, with your faith and that our culture is an asset that is given to us by, by Christ yeah. as well to reach all, all the kids that we're going to. So it, it, was, it was great. I did that for two years, that program and graduated two years ago. Yeah. Hector's about to finish up in May this year. And student staff was, was awesome as well. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Well, yeah, and when we, at the end of the show today, we'll talk a little bit more just about like what it takes to, to run your area, like your ministry, because it does take money yeah. to run ministry. <laughs> That's the reality of it, right? I mean, and and uh, you guys are providing meals for, you know, I remember Hector a uh, year ago or so listening to you talk to a group of businessmen and and you're saying, you know, we'd love to be able to provide pizza at the school, yeah. right? And have like, I mean, kids will show up and then while they're eating pizza, they're going to hear about the love of Jesus. Exactly. and so, and I remember us talking okay. after that I was going, "Well, we need to put a number with that, like a number of cost, because how business people, men and women think is, "Oh, you need to provide pizza. Well, how much is it going to cost to provide pizza because then you get a number, you go, all right, what's going to take let's get that let's get that dollar and so we can provide pizza to kids who will come at school." During their lunch hour, and they'll be in community, and then they'll get to hear about the love of Jesus. Right? I mean, it's so cool. (laughs) It's it's great. Um, Hey, I wanted to say one thing. uh, Well, wait wait, before I move on, I got to get back. We had asked a question earlier, just if you could have any superpower, (laughs) you could have any superpower. What would it be, and why? So I'm going to go with Hector first, and let you think (laughs) about that, Sergio. Because I can tell you're still thinking about this. I appreciate it. And you know, there's no wrong answer. Just to let you know. I mean, I might make fun of you, but there's no <laughs> wrong answer.
1: So. so, Hector, do you know? Yeah, actually. So, you know, I, I thought about all these like superpowers I can be as a superhero, but I thought about it, like something that I actually love are tacos. So, if there is like a way where I can just kind of create tacos at any instant that I want, that'd be like the best thing. Like any type of taco, not just one. Like taco, like carnitas, yeah. al pastor, all these different. What's types, your favorite <laughs> taco? my ooh um it depends right so, now
0: i will give you i can't if i had that super high, <laughs> if i
1: could give you any taco right now and you only have one choice what would it be we would do uh tripas, which is intestines nice and uh fried nice and crispy,
0: crispy. Yeah. yeah you like that that's that my favorite okay so we don't mind plug in places where's the best place in town to get that
1: ooh Oh, here in Phoenix, honestly I haven't found the best place no for tacos yeah. de tripas. What's the second best place? Second best place <laughs> would be um uh it's it's called Don Beto Taqueria on twenty yes. seventh street and, and McDowell. It's That's, uh it's okay. It's right a it's like a little bit right across the street from AutoZone right there. It's Oh, I know where that is. Great. Yeah. Great. Oh, okay. I haven't
0: been there, though, so I'm going to go there (laughs) now. So were you thinking the
1: best place was, like, in L.A. or something? Mm, Yes. There's a place in L.A., and then there's another place in Tijuana uh, that (laughs) I've been to. Yeah. So uh, will you go with me to Tijuana? Oh, we we can make it a trip. Really?
0: Easy. Okay. (laughs) Because I feel like I'm going to need someone to help me out on that one. (laughs) We we, We can help you out. Okay, Okay, good. (laughs) And so, Sergio, what about you on Superpower?
2: Oh, man. You know, I— I have always thought flying, but that's selfish. That's just so I could go to different places yeah. and travel because I love traveling. Great. Uh, then I thought invulnerability, right? Who doesn't want to be able to go and, and just be a hero and, and be able to in the middle of a fight or, or a gunfight or something and just be able oh, to Oh, Invulnerability. Invulnerability, yeah. Okay. yeah. You know, you can't be pierced by you know anything like that. Uh, and then I overthink things, so I question myself and I say, "Is that real courage? Right? Is that what Jesus is calling me to—to to be able to go into it only because I know I won't get hurt? No, that doesn't work. It's not showing kids, you know, that I'm brave. <laughs> Why wow, you really have thought through this? I, I, I tend to overthink <laughs> things, so uh, I'm gonna take the the easier way out and uh, just say that I can produce pizza." called make pizza that is an awesome (laughs) so you
0: hector tacos at any moment (laughs) and the kinds that you want and you went with pizza so both of you guys went with food items if you could have any superpower in the
2: world that's awesome i I, I need another day to think of of a better answer (laughs) So, what's your favorite pizza Ooh, uh I love meat lovers. So you oh, get, meat lovers. Yeah, yeah, you love sausage, bacon, uh okay. different spicy sauce. It's, it's great. Okay. That's good.
0: Um well, okay, I'm moving back into it, when I was at wildlife camp up at Lost Canyon Ranch, it's outside of Williams, Arizona. It's cold out, the lake's partially iced over, there's snow right. still left over from a few weeks ago when it snowed so much up there and right. Um, so kids are out playing, and there's about 470 junior high kids that weekend and and maybe about 80, 90 leaders that were there. Right. You guys are a couple of the leaders that were there with kids. So I have a guy that comes up and tells me this, and, and I have no doubt that there's many stories. But I felt like this was such a good story that just captures you guys as leaders, but— uh, he comes up to me he says hey he goes uh, well do you remember Sergio I was at camp and you were trying to fix the glasses a kid yes. had his glasses broken and you're like hey do, do you know where somebody is that we get some glue or whatever fix it right. and you, you, I saw you working on this kid's prescription glasses so I didn't know any of the story behind how the glasses got broken other than a kid broke his glasses this guy comes up to me and we're in club actually in, in the Young Life Club that night and you're sitting a few rows in front of us and this guy says hey you know that guy his name Sergio there I go yeah I know he is he goes I watched him today with these kids he goes they were in the gym and there's all these kids you know hundreds of kids in the gym doing this activity and one kid gets a little rough with another kid mm-hmm. and this kid falls down which happens in junior high
2: all the time all the time unfortunately.
0: <laughs> so he falls down and when he falls down his glasses I guess pop off and break right whatever so and I guess the kid's crying
2: he was. Yeah. He was pretty, so pretty he's, shaken up.
0: He was pretty shaken up by this. So here's a situation where you go, okay, um, which just happens. I mean, like it happens in groups of kids. I mean, sometimes, you know, activities get a little, you know, more physical than they should or whatever. But that's why you have leaders and everything. And that's just being a kid in there too. But here's the key in all of that is that this guy goes, I watched today, this guy, Sergio. He goes, one is he was wanting to fix the kid's glasses, right, the kid's crying, all this stuff. The other is is he could have really come down hard on this other kid, like this other kid that got too physical with him because here you have this kid crying and, you know, because I think this guy being a father of kids and all this and older is like, man, I I probably would have been so mad at that kid and just, like, gone off on him. Yeah. He goes, Sergio didn't go off on him. He goes, he just like, hey— he took this kid aside and talked to him and just, you know, and just said, hey, it's going to be OK. You know, but, the you know, whatever the conversation was, obviously he wasn't in or whatever, but right. he was very moved by the way that you handled it. And with this other kid who was crying and got his glasses broken, I see you over there working at just trying to put this glasses back together, which I think you probably did.
2: Uh it, I I managed to to get it in there a little bit, but I didn't want to risk, you know, forcing it in there. So I <laughs> ended up giving back to him and said, Hey Yeah.
0: But at least they it. were in one piece. Right. And they mm-hmm. were the, and but here's the thing is that it's such a cool picture of Jesus because you guys are Jesus I mean, you are Jesus with skin on right now. His Holy Spirit lives in you. You're but a lot of these kids, like your own lives growing up, a lot of these kids have only had somebody come down on 'em yeah. when they when they mess up. Yeah. And when you guys don't come down on them, now, you don't just say it was Mm -hmm. okay.
2: Right. Like, it's not
0: not just okay. But when you say, hey, we need to talk about this, and and you actually have a conversation with them and say, I love you, and the Lord loves you. We still love you, even when things get out of hand a little bit. But here's where we're going to operate going forward, right? But then they go, whoa, you really care about me, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's about relationship. And I just want to say, I mean, you guys are so good at relationship, but for a kid, and they don't even have to be a kid from a hard background, any kid. That's just any person. Any person that gets treated like, oh, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know. Give me the hammer, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, come down hard on me. Oh, you know, as much as, you as much as you want. As much as you want. No, no. And that's the other part. I'm not saying you don't aren't thinking it or feeling right. it. And there aren't times where you're like, what are you doing? You know? I mean, absolutely. But tell me a little bit about that. Like, what are some of the moments that you've had with kids where you just go like, wow, Lord, you know, you really showed up in this situation?
1: Hmm. One story for me, it's uh, so, I, again, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I've, I've been a hero for six years and Um, and, and, and my first group of kids graduated from high school last year. Um, but I have, uh, two kids, their names are Paul and, uh, Ray. And, uh, and I I poured into them as much as I could in middle school and they went off to go into, um, high school young life and they were there and I still kept in contact with them. And both of them came up to me and they're like, Hector, we want to lead for wildlife. We want to go back to our school and, and be leaders there. And I, I just thought, I'm like wow this is amazing like we we were able to plant the seed in, in these kids in middle school, and they grow up and they're maturing more and now they want to come back and serve in their community and for me like that's been. One uh, A big story of God, you know, when, like, God went and uh, discipled, you know, his disciples, and then he's like, now you guys go be fishermen of men. And now I have these middle school kids who will, now they're in high school, and now they want to come back and do the same thing for their for uh, for their, for their community and continue leading there. Like, that's been one of my biggest stories and uh, biggest Jesus moments that I've had, like, while I've been doing ministry there.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Yeah.
2: What you, about you, Serge? We only have a few seconds left from this. Uh, at the same sector, like seeing your kids growing up uh, is, is always great. Um, even the kids now, when they come back, say, hey, Mr. Sierra, and they give you a hug. They love you. And I ask me, hey, how's it going? How's school doing? Uh, I love those kind of interactions. Um, but one one thing that I have in my in my memory is we had a, a girl and, during our wildlife years, and I had her as a student. She was really tough as a student. Um, it was a really kind of rough relationship between her and I. Uh, but throughout the two years that I was there and saw her go from seventh to eighth grade, you see this change slowly happening and a big impact where our female leaders in wildlife working with her. And it culminated in we had a a meeting with the twin teachers and the principal puts her photo up there and says, hey, first, I want to thank the wildlife team um, because we've seen the impact that it has on our students. So
0: So. cool. Well, we're going to be right back with our last segment. Stay with us. We're going to close this up and um, with Sergio and Hector. Hey, welcome back. This is Lance rahoff and I've had a great hour with Sergio and Hector, Young Life leaders in the downtown metro area. Uh, they have such a heart, not only for kids, they, they just love Jesus. And because they love Jesus, Jesus overflows into loving kids in their community. And it's been really cool. I, I, I love, uh, you know, I'm going to go back to something I said earlier, Hector, when you had mentioned this is, you know, when we do ministry and you guys, I really was touched and I have been every time I hear it about just that kids in your area uh, that you're ministering to oftentimes have one meal a day at home and and then they come to school and they have another meal there and and they go to camp and they, they kind of want to get extras to take with them leaving, leaving from breakfast or leaving from lunch because they go, well, you mean I'm going to get another meal? You know, but they're thinking, do I need to pack some food away? Right. Because will I have more? And I and I just think about you know it takes money to to fund ministry and and I remember doing a calculation like if we'd have pizza every once a week at high at a high school what would it take a hundred kids will show up for pizza now, I remember thinking it was like eight hundred dollars or something a month mm-hmm. yeah for eight hundred bucks a month you could feed pizza at lunch at a high school and. And you have 100 kids come in to get in community and hear about the love of Jesus. How cool is that? And I was just thinking, like, I want to pray for you guys in that. And then maybe you guys just close with a prayer, um, whatever's on your heart as well, okay? So, Lord, we just thank you for how you do fund us, how you put on the hearts first of these two men to go out and reach their community, but that you also, Lord, have provided funding for them to go out and, and meet real needs. And I'd pray over that 800 a $1,000 a month from people that are even just listening that they'd be touched, Lord. And we know that you provide in so many ways. It's crazy how much you've provided over the years for them. And you guys, would not just close this out in a quick prayer?
2: Yeah, uh, for me, Lord, I just pray for understanding um, we we had a, a lot of uh, talks about that during this weekend, and for our kids especially who come from this background down in downtown Phoenix, going to Williams, where it's something completely new to them. And you see the rest of the kids who grew up in in, in young life and ministry or in different in different backgrounds. So I, I just pray for understanding that we our kids and and our adults can all just realize. Jesus is the uniter, and he brings us together, yeah. and, and he calls us He calls us to understand. The same way you said, Zacchaeus, uh, the person that you would never think needs yeah, to be called.
0: that's good. Now that's really good. Thanks, guys. Hey, Hector, how do the people get in touch with you real quick? Uh, <laughs> on <honestly,
2: laughs> the uh, website? Yeah, we we have a, um, a wildlife I mean, met, page, have med- have med- a wildlife med- page metro on Facebook, med- Phoenix Metro Young Life. Uh, we also have a Herrera wildlife okay. page and Facebook. and it comes there. Uh,